0: Thank you guys once again for joining us today. Uh, today I have a, a standalone message that I wanted to bring to you guys. Uh, so we're going to be talking about this today. And the next week, uh, we're going to go back to a series that we began uh, last year called No Space Between Us. We're going to continue working our way uh, through Galatians chapter 6. So I'm really excited about that. That begins and it, it continues next week. And so I invite you to come join us in person at 265 Stanhope Street at 4 p.m. next Sunday. Now, let me begin by stating the obvious, and that is last year was a rough one. 2020 was an incredibly rough year. I know it was for me personally and our family. I'm sure that it is or was uh, for you as well. And we've all been affected in different ways. 2020 has taken a toll on each and every single one of us in a variety of different ways. In what way has it taken a toll on you? What have been some of the impacts or the effects of some of the stuff that happened last year? You know, no doubt you probably were impacted emotionally. No doubt you were impacted spiritually. Maybe even emotionally, physically, uh, or some other way. What are the ways that you have been impacted uh, by the events of 2020 and everything that has happened? I'm going to be honest with you guys, for me personally, 2020 was an emotional roller coaster. I went from at the beginning of the year saying, uh, you know, this whole COVID thing, you know, it's not gonna be a big deal. The media's really blowing it up out of proportion. And, you know, maybe this is something that's going on uh, overseas or abroad, but it can't really touch us. I went from, you know, that season of unbelief to a season of fear to now thinking, oh my goodness, it's here. Will it touch me? Will it reach me? Will it reach my family? And I went through a season of of fear. From fear, I jumped uh, to uh, a faith-filled emotion of of seeing all the opportunities that was before us to share and show the love of God to our neighbors, to provide and meet the needs of the people in our community that needed the most. And then I, from that, I I went over to just done just tired just fed up with everything's going on exhausted and overwhelmed and uh and, and not and, and with an attitude of like man when, when is this going to be over when can we go back to normal it's been an emotional roller coaster for me personally uh, but you know through it all guys god has been extremely faithful in fact i just wanted to take a few minutes to brag on god is that okay can i brag on god for a second Because God has been amazingly faithful, uh, even in the middle of much turmoil, even in the middle of much strife. You know, God provided the means for us as a church to serve our neighbors, to really meet practical and tangible needs of the people in our community. I mean, we received thousands of masks, literally thousands of masks. Uh, Some came from the city of New York that we were able to bless people, and some came hand-sewn from the hands of little old ladies across the US who got together and delivered handmade masks so that we can distribute to just help meet some of the needs here in New York City at the height of the pandemic. We gave away literally thousands of that stuff. And then we also gave out thousands of hot meals as we partnered with local community organizations and community restaurants, and we were able to feed people warm meals by the thousands. We got thousands of frozen meals that we were able to deliver all throughout the community to help feed families thousands of pounds of, of produce, of fresh produce that we see these huge heavy boxes that we gave out literally thousands of pounds of, uh, of zucchini and lettuce and oranges and apples and all different types of produce and fruit to bless our, our, our neighbors. And, and of course, some of you even came along and helped us give out hundreds of sandwiches and cookies and, and bottled waters and bags of chips Uh, just to brighten the day of some of our neighbors and some of you were able to participate in that and god has been extremely faithful and was able to provide for all those different ways Uh, you know actually throughout this whole ordeal a swerve church grew uh, with two different financial new partnerships that came on board these are churches in other places outside of new york that see the work of Swerve Church, to see and believe in the mission of God and to, to, to go forth and lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ in Bushwick and have financially invested in the life of Swerve Church. So, we were able to have two new church partnerships come on board to sponsor the work here and to help support us financially. We formed new community partnerships. Uh, one of those partnerships is uh, with Bethany House which is a local young mom's shelter here in the community that also runs a food pantry. And so we were able to formulate and strengthen that relationship there. And we were helping them every single Thursday to help uh, distribute about to about 40 or 50 families right there uh, at their facility. And so we're so thankful for that new relationship and look forward to the partnership as we continue to serve and feed the families right around Bethany house. And of course, Uh, We love and we really enjoy the partnership that we have with Living Waters Fellowship. Not just because they allow us to meet at their church on Sunday evenings. That's great. I'm glad that we have a facility that we can meet in and we can gather together safely and and spaced out. But beyond that, they've been a true partner in ministry. In fact, we were able to uh, partner together to light up our very own bush Christmas tree and invite our neighbors. And a bunch of neighbors came out from the block and we sang and gave out hot chocolate and candy canes and we had an awesome time. Uh, and then we also got together and we gave out 100 gifts that were donated to us to be able to bless some families and some children in our community. The line went all the way down the block as we gave out uh, these gifts and also some, uh, some, some hats that we had donated as well. We donated to our neighbors. And so I'm so thankful for this partnership with Living Waters that definitely extends beyond just us meeting there on Sundays. God has been faithful in 2020 and I'm looking forward to what lies ahead. Um, as I, I began to ask myself as uh you know looking at 2020 and obviously 2020 was a trying year for all of us. We we've all learned a lot. And I know I've definitely have been stretched throughout all this but as I was looking past I was looking you know past this year and I was looking forward to 2021 and just trying to figure out what God has in store uh for us i began to ask myself the question how can we have the best year yet now listen carefully i am not a prophet i'm not i don't pretend to be one uh you know i can't say that i've audibly heard from god but as i look back at our year and as i look back personally and my life in the past 12 months and as i look at the life of you guys and our church community and then beyond our church community our neighborhood our our neighbors as I look at, at at all of that I think there's some biblical principles that we can apply to our lives so that we can have the best year yet so that's what that's exactly what we're gonna do I got three simple biblical principles that I want to encourage you to apply to your life I want to apply to my life so that we can have the best year yet now here's the first one this is this is very important we must replace fear with faith we must replace fear with faith you know we've all experienced some level of fear and listen understandably so with this disease and everything going on in the world it's understandable why we have experienced to a certain degree a level of fear you know right now the month of december the u.s is breaking records for new hospitalizations and covid positive rates and deaths That we haven't seen since the height of the pandemic. We're literally breaking records again. Uh, As this stands at the time of this recording, we're almost at 8% uh, in New York City with new COVID positivity rates. The, The COVID numbers are climbing rapidly in our city. But do you think that God wants us to live our lives overwhelmed with fear? Absolutely not. And I think I can prove it to you. Uh, by reading these words these are the words of the apostle paul that he penned to a young minister named timothy who was experiencing a bit of fear and timidity in his life and he wrote this in 2 timothy chapter 1 verse 7 he says this for god has not given us a spirit of fear but one of power love and sound judgment or sound mind now the question i ask myself as i read this verse is that if God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, then where does the spirit of fear come from? And there's only one place that a spirit of fear could come from and must come from our spiritual enemy, Satan, who the Bible calls the father of lies. But what do we need to do? We need to replace fear with faith. Now listen, it doesn't mean that we don't listen to our medical professionals. It doesn't mean that we don't take the proper precautions and safety measures necessary to do what we have to do so that we can gather wisely and protect one another by wearing masks and social distancing, so on and so forth. It doesn't mean we neglect all of that, but it does mean that we do not allow fear to run our lives. Instead, we live with faith. And we trust God. We trust His sovereignty. We trust that the world is not falling apart, and that He has it. In, he has us, and He has the world in the palm of His hands. And so we choose to trust Him. We have faith. We must replace fear with faith. As you look at the past twelve months, has your life been filled with more with fear, or has it been filled more with faith? Look at the past few months and examine that. Ask yourself that question. And be honest with yourself. Answer that honestly. You know, as I look past, I think more than likely in my life has probably been more run with fear than it has with faith. But by God's grace, I want to replace fear with faith so that I can have the best year yet. How can we have the, our best year yet? We must replace hate with love. We must replace, replace hate with love. And 2020 has been a year that's been run by hatred. It's been full of, uh, of protests, of course, over the social unrest. It's been a politically charged climate. It's been uh, mixed with all these political emotions and, and a, a year with polarizing opinions. And everyone has an opinion, and everybody believes that their opinion is correct, and they want the world to know what their opinion is, so they're going to go ahead and write it down on social media, they're going to share their opinion, they're going to comment on other people's opinions, because their own opinion is correct, and they're going to respond out of hatred for somebody else's opinion. And we have been living in the past 12 months in a year that has been very polarizing, very opinionated, and full of hate. We must learn to respond with love and not hate. Everybody is dealing with one another. Everyone is commentating from a place of hate. And the antidote to hate is love. And that's why when somebody approached Jesus and asked him what the most important, what was the most important commands? Or what are the top two important commands? This is what Jesus said in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31. He says this, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Now listen to me, we understand why the world responds with hate, right? The world uh, is not governed by the kingdom of God. They haven't surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so it makes perfect sense that the rest of the world would respond with hatred. But why would a Christian, a so-called Christian, a follower of Jesus, respond with hatred? That's been my experience as I read primarily a lot of the posts of other Christians on social media responding with hatred for the opposing opinion of what they believe to be correct. We must choose love. Christians, follower of Jesus, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, you must respond from a place of love. And when we love one another, the Bible says, Jesus says, that by this they will know that we are his disciples by how we love one another. So as followers of Jesus, we must be perfect imitators of God's love demonstrated to us through Jesus Christ, who the Bible says loved us and died for us while we were yet sinners. And we serve a loving God who loves us, and surrenders everything for us, and dies in our place, and resurrects out of His immense love for us, just to reconcile our relationship to Him because of His immense love for us. And we have this great model, this great example of love. We must mimic Jesus. and We must follow Jesus. We must listen to the words of Jesus. And we must live by it. and We must demonstrate it. And when we do so, when we love one another, and when we love our neighbor as ourselves, we're able to replace that hate with love. It's important that we do that, that we're able to de- demonstrate, that we're able to show that the rest of the world God's love. We are able to put God's love on display for the rest of the world to see, and they'll be able to see the impact that Jesus has made in, in our lives. Now, here's the, the last thing for today replace new habits with old ones. I said that correctly, you read it right. Replace new habits with old ones you know since the shutdown happened back in march last year uh if you are anything like me you probably experienced a downward spiral in all different facets of your life emotional physical and especially spiritual you know since the shutdown we've all experienced uh, we've all had a change in some new habits we've established some new routines because the world shut down everything pause for a moment i mean even to this day the effects of it are happening where you can't really go into a restaurant or coffee shop uh, to to eat and, and, and and you know the experiences the trip to the gym or the doctor nothing is the same and so because of all this we've all had a change in habits and routines and perhaps you had a good rhythm going Maybe you started twenty twenty with a good rhythm or a new habit that you put into place, or it was something it was it was a rhythm that was healthy for you mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. And it was a good rhythm that you had going. But the pandemic put an end to that. put a stop to that. It disrupted that good rhythm, and now you've established some new rhythms that aren't helpful. Since then, you've established a new normal, not just new eating habits, though, come on. Who are we kidding? We've all established some new eating habits because of this whole deal. Or new exercise habits, or let's be honest, a lack of exercise habits. Work habits, of course, have, have uh, been greatly impacted by all of this. But of course, spiritual habits. Those spiritual habits that we had in place. And in the book of Revelation, um, John, uh, he receives a vision from Jesus and uh, and a message to deliver to several churches... Uh, in the, throughout the Middle East and, and one of the churches in particular that he uh, wrote down these words I think is particularly important uh, for us and relevant for us uh, today when it comes to this here replacing new habits with old ones let's pick it up in Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 it says this but I have this against you you have abandoned the love you had at first remember then how far you have fallen repent And do the works you did at first what did you once do what did you once do what were those healthy rhythms what were those healthy habits that you had in place before your life was disrupted how do we return to our first love to what truly matters to what is really actually important you know simple things like making the scriptures a daily priority opening up the bible and reading the word of god getting in your word of god the time in in god's word and and maybe journaling your thoughts or whatever maybe maybe it's going ahead and and opening up the bible app and and beginning a new bible reading plan or or going to that old bible reading plan that you that you paused and that you stopped a a while ago you know making the bible a daily uh, part of of your life certainly Gathering with God's people and making that a priority in your life. Listen, whether it's like this, like right now, while we're meeting online today, or like next week when we get back together and we're able to gather in person, making that a priority because God never designed us to do life alone in isolation. We must do so in community. And one of the best ways that we can hear from God and, of course, practice the one another's scripture is by getting together and gathering together with God's people. Making that a priority, eliminating the excuses that we have. Oh but Danny, but the time that, that we meet all oh, but the you know the location where it's located all, oh, but the parking is difficult, eliminating all of those uh, distractions and excuses to make this a priority, to so say, I'm going to gather with God's people. I'm gonna leave these new habits and go back to some old ones, getting together with God's family, worshiping together in community. maybe it's making serving a priority. Because the the more the world isn't about you, the more of an eternal perspective you will have. So seeking out those opportunities to either partner with us whenever we do an outreach, uh, when we're giving out coffee on a Wednesday morning or when we're giving out food at Bethany House Food Pantry or whatever outreaches 2021 will bring, or if none of that is convenient for you or you're able to make it, then seeking out your own opportunity, making it happen to serve your neighbors, to show God's love, To the people around you in your in your building or serving at some spot that is convenient in your time but making that serving a priority how do we make this year the best year yet we replace fear with faith it doesn't mean that you know we we we're not smart and we don't take the proper precautions it doesn't mean that not at all we take the proper precautions we're safe we gather safely, we wear masks, but we choose to not live our lives in fear that the world is going to fall apart, that the sky is going to fall on us. Know that God has everything under control and that He's sovereign and He's never let me down in the past. So I'm going to trust Him even now. We replace fear with faith. How do we have the best year yet? We replace we replace hate with love. While the rest of the world wants to, wants to hate and put their hate on display and comment their hate, and hate everything. We are not going to respond with hate. We're going to replace hate with love, because the greatest commandment is to love our Lord, the Lord our God, with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. By this, they will know that we are the disciples of Jesus, by how we love one another and how we love our neighbor. How do we have the best year yet? We replace old We replace new habits with old ones. Replace those new habits that you formed. Uh, Because of quarantine and shutdown and the pandemic, with some old habits that were healthy, create these regular rhythms of uh, spending time in God's word, certainly gathering with God's people, certainly, and serving others as much as you can. I'm looking forward to making this the best year yet. And I hope that you are too. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would give us faith over fear that we would be able to build our trust in you. Regardless of what is going on in the world around us, God, may we have a supernatural trust in you. I pray you would fill us with love in a world that is full of hate, that we may love our neighbor as ourselves. that we may love one another in this church community, and to put this love on display for the rest of the world to see, and to give glory to God and to point people to Jesus. And God, I pray that you would help us return to our first love. Lord, To grow a desire in us for your word, to gather with God's people, Lord, to spend time in your scriptures and praying and serving those in our community. God, would you please do this good work in our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.